I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. THQ still has 37 games in development, and 20 of those, we still have absolutely no idea what the hell they are. Classic. And if you like Pokemon Stadium 2 and own a Switch, then you can play it soon. Thanks for listening. Real thriller this week. That's lit. It's an old, it's an oldie, but a goodie. An oldie, but a goodie. Bananas are in the warehouse this week. Wild, yeah. That's wild. Ball games doing massive tour. He's got like a Nova Scotia date on there. I was like, what the? What fuck? the? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Nova Scotia. I've always wanted to go to what, Nova Scotia. I said, when's the last time you thought about Nova Scotia? I actually, weirdly enough, oh. I think about it quite often. Oh, all right. Everybody. It's one of those places that, like, I just, I don't know why. I just want to go there. Because no one goes I, to Nova I Scotia. had that same. That and Newfoundland. Thank you. I was going to say, I had the exact <laughs> same thing about uh, Newfoundland. And mm-hmm. also because of the dogs. Yeah. Well, great dogs. Yes. Huge. Uh, but back in the day when you're learning, like, Canadian provinces. Yeah, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Fuck the rest of them. Mm-hmm. That one. And now that I'm a little bit older, it's still that one. But I could I could venture to like a British Columbia. Yeah. Or wherever Banff is. Alberta. Sure. Is Alberta a province? I'm not Canadian. I know the fan favorite's the Yukon. Ah, the old Uke. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is uh, an oldie but a goodie, especially if you're going through history, because you get the whole Yukon in the... The yep. promise of purchases they're in <clears throat> swindled that <laughs> but you know if you're really into history you know the nova scotia thing you got going on is uh vikings true vikings well i think now it's been proven that it is vikings anyways this is not a history podcast well that was the whole thing with um odyssey yes you end up yep. in nova scotia anyway and the anime vinland saga Anyways, um, this is not a history podcast. Other people do history podcasts better than we do. A lot better. Um, video game podcast, video game podcasts too. And speaking, uh, this is the Gamers Two Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests, like Nova Scotia. 
Exactly. Nova Scotia. Perfect example. But if you didn't want to spend money on a trip to Nova Scotia. What are you? Poor? No, it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) Too real. Uh, Then you could spend money on these games. Like number one, Gord for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number two, Tower of Fantasy for the PlayStation. Number three, Legend of Bowl for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number four, Atlas Fallen for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number five, Stray makes its way to Xbox. Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, not the same game, uh, (laughs) is available now on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And number seven, Way of the Hunter, the Tika Moon Plains DLC. Stray Gods. I mean, cats are kind of like stray gods. Yes, but I. it's the second part of this, where it says the role-playing musical that I, I'm not sure about. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I'm sure. Um, yeah, how do you role-play a musical? I don't know. Hamilton? I guess. That's how you role-play a musical? I've had the uncontrollable desire to rewatch John Adams, the miniseries, the HBO miniseries. Oh, okay, yeah. With... um. The hell's that guy's name? I I immediately thought of a character. I thought uh, of a cast, I thought of a cast member from CSI. It's not Paul Giamatti. Yes, I, I kept wanting to say I, Pete, but I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> I I almost said Paul Gafoyle, who plays Lieutenant Brass in the original CSI of Las Vegas. Okay, and I was like, that is not correct. <laughs> why? Go ahead, Matt. Ask me why the hell that name's in my head. Why is that name in your head? No fucking idea. Okay. There's no good story there. It's just there. Just yeah. that random. That was, that was just one of the names I immediately pulled out of like, yep, Lieutenant Brass was named Paul Gafoyle. Sometimes you just got those little nuggets in there. I think William Peterson was Grissom. I'm out on this. George Eads was Nick and Hunter... Brown was Warwick. Watched a lot of intros and to that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That's CSI Miami. Uh, Vegas was Who Are You? Oh, yeah. Wait, which one's Miami's the glasses guy? Yeah. Yeah. Horatio. Yeah. You got to say a pun and then put the glasses on. Yeah. And then have the intro scream. Yeah. As loud as you can. What a wild, like. And then they Time did, and, and then they did television. New York, yeah. And then they did uh, New York had for, uh, um, was it New York that had Gary? Uh, yes, yeah. Sinise, Sinise, yeah, Gary Sinise. Uh, and then they had CSI Cyber was a was a run for a little bit when I don't tech, remember that one when tech things started at all. CSI New Orleans, I think exists. Oh yeah, I remember New or- New Orleans, or as they wanted to call it on the show, CSI Nolans. Just are, for, are they you just, still you just skip vowels in New Orleans? Are they still? Uh, is there Orleans. still a CSI going ongoing, or do we know? I think so, but it's it's that's way past my bedtime when that's on. Probably, probably. I was just curious. You know, for like, fact, if there isn't, it's probably ripe for a reboot. You know, kind. for a fact, Spike TV is running reruns of Vegas and Miami for twenty four hours on their. Channel. I don't think Spike TV even exists anymore. Doesn't it? I don't think so. Interesting. Maybe not then. 
there's definitely a channel. Whatever oh, the yeah. current, there's, whatever there's the current version, reruns for whatever sure. the current version of Spike is, is just running CSI. Mm-hmm. There's probably like a whole thing where it just goes through, like you know. And the best part, it's not the whatever channel it is. I guarantee is not a like murder mystery channel. No, it's probably like a fucking. It's just like ah, uh, th- welcome to news news channel seven. Our thirty minute news segment is over here. CSI. See you tomorrow. And night. it probably gets great ratings. See you tomorrow night at six. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, should we get into the stories? I suppose I'll take number. They're one. so tantalizing. Will be, and because of that, I'm going to take number one. So ha. Okay. Devolver Digital has announced that a number of games planned for 2023 will be moved into next year. 2024's release schedule for the company will now include The Plucky Squire, Stick It to the Stick Man, Skate Story, Angerfoot, and Pepper Grinder. How many of those do you remember? Skate Story. Okay. The Plucky Squire. Okay, good, good. That's that. We're so far, we're doing 200% better than we normally do for you. That's it. Angerfoot was the one where it was a first-person one. The guy was always having his foot kick everything in. I remember that. There you go. See? All right. We're making progress. The publisher also said that its other releases, such as Gunbrella and Wizard with a Gun, are still poised for launch this year. In addition to delays, Devolver's share price has continued to plunge in recent weeks. As mentioned by Yahoo Finance in June, the company's share price declined 58% within a year. The dip has continued since. Looking at the past month, Devolver's share price was up to $25 on July 27th, but has consistently gone down since to $14.75 at close on Tuesday. For reference, Devolver's share price peaked in January of 2022 at $218. Whoo, that that financially doesn't sound great. It does not, which surprises me, sort of, but it... In a way, it surprises me, and in a way, it doesn't, because it's Devolver. So they... they Ebb and flow. Right. You'd have uh, Cult of the Lamb stuff going on then, in your high point, and you've kind of just kind of been existing for a while. So mm-hmm. not that it'll... Maybe maybe it won't reach 200-something again, but they have a lot coming where I think they can easily bump their value. Yeah, well, half the reason why I put it in there is because I saw how low it was, and I was like, that's... Interesting. It's really low. Yeah. Um, it's also funny because might I be one to uh, to snag now while it's low. We are not financial consultants. I'm uh, throwing it out there. I, no, you're I have no experience. I don't invest any of my own money into literally anything. But do I, we? Do we? <laughs> do it up. <laughs> um, our our loan gave to top venture person. Uh, the I can't remember what they called it, but they did have a good name for the event. Yeah, d- uh, the devolver delay, uh, delay case, I think, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was... something like that. I was like, yeah, all right, that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny, tongue in cheek. Well, little two two and a half minute trailer thing. All right, looks like I get the uh... stuff on that list. I want to play. So yeah. yeah, yeah, wizard with a gun. I remember being uh, yeah. That I think that'll really attract Dewey. Uh, I enjoyed it the little bit I played, but I don't think it's a me thing. Um, Plucky Squire, I'm like enticed by. Mm-hmm. Just a casual game. Skate Story, I'm enticed by. 
Because mm-hmm. why not deal with my hell demons in Vertheim? And Angerfoot just seems like it might be a good running gun with a foot. Yeah. Okay. Pepper Grinder, I don't remember. And I feel like I should. Because it's a great name. That is a good name. With no contact, it's a great name. Yeah. And it's Pepper Grinder. If it was Peppa Grinder, mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'm, I'm doubling down. I'm buying it now. <laughs> and Sticking to the Stick Man is also just a good name, but I don't remember anything about that. They do all. always have good names. They do. My friend Pedro. Yep. Good one. If you heard that and then just said, what's the game? You wouldn't come close. Exactly. Uh, number two. Dark and Darker Maker Iron Mace Games have found a publisher and Chafe Chaff? I'm going to go with Chaff. Chaff Games. As reported by Chafe Euro- in the context would be terrible. Yeah, it would be. That's why I aborted that one. As reported by Eurogamer, the studio's RPG has been released into early access on the Chafe Games digital store. Iron Mace's early access launch comes months after Dark and Darker was pulled from Steam, which was attributed to its ongoing legal battle with publisher Nexon. The story began in February with Iron Mace refuting claims that the game's code was stolen. The developer was then raided by Korean police, which seized company material related to the game. In a comment sent to PC Gamer, Iron Mace explained that it would like to return to Steam eventually. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see. I know yeah. there's I know I got a I got a few wow guys that are all dark and darker fans, so and that have been playing since this has come out. I'm assuming the it's if they're still able to sell the game while there's ongoing legal battle stuff going on, the case must not be that like sound. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that was my when, as this all was coming out, I was like, okay, they must feel pretty confident if yeah. they're going to start doing this. Number three, Embracer will be shuttering game studio Campfire Cabal nearly a year after its establishment. The decision was attributed to the game firm's restructuring of its business operations. Campfire Cabal said, quote, this decision was not related to the work we've been doing at the studio, but was made from a purely financial standpoint. We want to make it clear that our management and the rest of our team have not given up on Campfire Cabal yet, and neither have our friends at THQ Nordic. We are still pursuing our options for finding a good resolution to this situation, and THQ Nordic has been very supportive throughout this difficult time, end quote. Campfire Cabal also said it has encouraged staff to seek new roles. It said, quote, we don't want anyone to have to consider the needs of our company over their own, end quote. Great PR statements the entire way around. Yeah, interesting little, uh, I don't know, interesting situation. It's like, embrace her. You guys got to go. THQ Nordic, just below you and yourselves. We'll figure something out. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll make it okay. How much money do you need? I can hide that money from Daddy. You're just you're just pulling that off. Embrace her. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. You have a fake studio over here. It's okay. It's okay. Can I still publish? We can still publish your game. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> I wonder and if then, we're going to get to the point where like the uh, the concept of the studio is more fluid. Ooh, I like I like the I I like the futuristic idea of a fluid well, just, game studio. Just that like, you know, 
these studios like form and shut down like you know right so why not just have like rather than a studio have an idea (laughs) (laughs) well like instead of having like a giant studio maybe you just have like little like um i don't know what you'd call them like little like groups essentially like little services yeah, like little little Here, these units. Are my, these are my character designers. If you need a character, go ask them. They will make characters for you. Yeah. My environmentalists are over here. Mm-hmm. Physics guys are in the cube over. Yeah. Talk to them. They're yeah. weird. And yeah. then you could take those groups and put them all together and make a studio. A studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all it is. It is the, uh, to go IT for you, it is mm-hmm. the containerization, the Kubernetes style of a studio, which mm-hmm. is deconstructing a studio to everything be its own individual pod. Mm-hmm. Which then everybody goes, well, why don't you just make like a studio or like just one single app that does all of it? It's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. It's better this way. Multiple people, by the way, have tried to do something like this. This is what kind of like in a weird transition, like that's what Joseph Gordon-Levitt's thing is. That's what a few other things are where they're like, we create assets. The Unity, then, the Unity store. You can build your assets and then sell them on the store. But then if you do this company-wide, you end up with projects like Ubisoft where you don't have a clear vision. Right. But what it takes is you, with one person having a clear vision and saying, I really like this artist's work. Mm-hmm. I like their assets, but I need something changed. Or co- I'm going to hit them up. What's your hourly rate? I need a character. Thank you. I appreciate you. Name written in the credits. Made character. Mm, a little foreshadowing. Um, is that foreshadowing? We'll get there. That doesn't. Why? Why you? Why are you foreshadowing and now forebodingly foreshadowing? I mean, you just you know inadvertently, craftfully, are kind of referencing a story that we're gonna get that we're gonna talk about. Um, Valve. Has announced that it is now selling refurbished Steam Deck devices. Valve said, quote, all refurbished units meet or even exceed the performance standards of new retail units. Although they may have minor cosmetic blemishes, they provide a reliable, high quality gaming experience at a lower cost, end quote. The cost of the refurbished models is $319 for the 64 gig, $419 for the 256 gig, and 519 for the 512 gig. Um, Valve added that the systems will include at least a one-year warranty and have the same customer support as the new units. Great deal. Yes. Um, the the 319, the $319 model is sold out on the refurbished site already. Um, the other two are still up. Very tempting. But they did say they're going to fluctuate as they come in. And, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, and also, if you got the 319 one, then you can buy a 512 hard drive that fits it for like 80 bucks. Yeah. And then if you want to spend $100, you can get a one terabyte one. And if you want to get a two terabyte one, you spend $120. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, so can, you, you can, can buy... Imme- um, you can immediately blow through the storage size and still be under cost of a retail one. People have modded more RAM into them, too. Also true. And you can swap joysticks and whatever else if you really want to get yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it's really tempting. I just can't justify it still. 
Yeah, it's the same thing for me. I, I, it's really alluring, but I know that I wouldn't. I still wouldn't use it. I wouldn't have. I don't know. I just. I don't have a use case. That's my yeah. thing. Oh, I'm gonna portably game instead of walking three feet to my computer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I could potentially have a use case for it just because it would fit having something portable. That's. Your use fit. case is closer to what the guy at work is. Yeah. Where he has two, one relatively newborn, I think his other one is two now, or mm-hmm. is turning two soon. Um, and that's his whole thing. Is like he can't find time to sit at his computer, so he just will rip it out and play mm-hmm. for the little bit he either has or, like, you know, throw headphones in while he's playing before he falls asleep at night or whatever. Yeah. I just can't justify it because half the time when I do get those moments, I'm so fried that like, yeah, you're just, yeah. dead to the world. Mm-hmm. Number five, Telltale has acquired Flavorworks for an undisclosed sum. The company's, quote, shared understanding of the convergence of film and game sector, unquote, was cited as one of the reasons behind the acquisition. Flavorworks CEO Zachary Slatter will become Telltale's managing director for Europe. The UK-based mobile studio is known for narrative-driven title Erica and its touch video tech, which lets users interact with live-action footage. Both companies are supported by Hero Capital, with Telltale raising $8 million earlier this year with the VC firm as its lead investor. Meanwhile, Flavorworks has been backed by Hero since 2019. So a uh, marriage that seems to make sense. Yeah. Pretty, pretty straightforward. A lot of that going on. Um, was there anything I wanted to say about this? <clears throat> I guess I'll bring it up when the whole, when the short stuff and the Netflix stuff comes up. Um, <clears throat> number six, the Tetris effect writer, Dan Ackerman has filed a lawsuit against Apple and the Tetris company for allegedly adapting, allegedly adapting his book without permission. Uh, he is seeking actual and compensate <laughs> compensatory compen- Why do I, I, why don't you work mouth? Why don't you work? <laughs> compensatory. Oh my God. <laughs> He's seeking actual and compensation. For damages equal to 3% of the film's production budget. And punitive damages of the same amount. The Tetris film had an $80 million production budget. The author claimed he sent a pre-publication copy of his book to the Tetris company in 2016. The company uh, allegedly refused to license its IP for the book. And sent a strongly worded cease and desist letter to dissuade Ackerman from pursuing film and television opportunities. According to the complaint, CEO of the Tetris company, Maya Rogers, and screenwriter Noah Pink started adapting Ackerman's book without his consent in 2017. Well, that sounds like shit. That does. That does. Uh, Hopefully it turns out correct. About all I got. Hopefully for him. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Did you ever watch the Tetris movie? I did not, but I did subscribe to Apple TV recently, so I might I might watch it. Okay. All right. All right. 
We shall see. <laughs> Number seven, Larian, the studio behind Baldur's Great 3, is asking for a full list of the Altagram localization staffers that were left out of the game's credits. The move comes after localizer Mark E.G. took to X, formerly Twitter, about the missing group. We can just call it Twitter from now on. I don't want to call it X. I fucking, um, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. About the missing group of translators that worked on Larian's RPG. Altagram has apologized for omitting developers from Baldur Gate's three credits and is committed to adding the missing names. In a statement posted to social media, the company said it takes, quote, full responsibility for the omission of its freelancers' names and apologizes for the effects that it had, end quote. The company will also be creating a committee to review its crediting process for the next time they make a game in 15 years. Oof. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. Hopefully they make it right and find what they need to and and fix it. I find it interesting that that's becoming such a problem recently. I don't get why they leave people off of credits. I don't know either. I don't know, like, do they just... Is no one, like, tracking it anymore? Because, because full disclosure, I don't read the fucking credits. Yeah. I know how many people worked on this, the game. Yeah. Roughly, like, not specific number, but, like... The people, I, know, I know it's a village makes a game, not, you know, Todd yeah. Howard. Uh, but... I don't read through the credits, but obviously, if you were somebody that worked on the game... You or you know want, someone who worked on the game. Right. You're going to watch for that moment, and you're going to want to see your name up there on the fucking monument that you built. Yeah. Makes sense. Part of also, with this, goes into the whole uh, strike, actors and writers, mm-hmm. because they were getting screwed over. A friend of the pod can't call him that. Gary Whitta, mm-hmm. it wrote Rogue One. Yeah. It is not credited as writing Rogue One in the movie. Yeah. He was hired, paid, and wrote the movie. We know this to be a fact. And then if you look at the screen credits at the end, he's not there, and a bunch of people that didn't write it are. Mm-hmm. Huh? And that's just like another example that I know specifically. So, Yeah. It's wild. Entertainment's wild. Big companies wanting that money. Don't care about the little people. That's how it works. True. Well, there was a Pokemon Presents this week. Presented a lot of Pokemons. Said catch them all. I have come to offer you Pokemon. Exactly. Would you like this little fire dragon? Or this blue turtle? What about this plant? If you could have a starter Pokemon in real life. Of any generation? Uh, let's just do the original. The original three. The original three. Charmander, Bellasaur, and Because let's Squirtle. not overcomplicate it. I okay. don't know a lot about the, the sure. old Pokemon. Sure, sure. I summoned Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> Crossover. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would pick Karibo. Uh, <laughs> Charmander. Charmander. If I gotta pick the original one of the original three, I was always a fire guy. Charmander. The From... Charmander at the same time presents the hardest one to keep alive. I'm thinking like in the real world. So like I'm think I'm trying to think of which one's gonna be the most like practical, the most useful. Venusaur. Or sorry, Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur? Yeah. What's he do? What can he do? He's a plant. I got my own oxygen supply. Okay. I'm chilling. World goes yeah, to shit. Yeah, but then you, if you get Squirtle, you got your own water supply. 
I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I can burn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> burn trees. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Squirtle makes sense. Charmander, if, if you're going in like a practicality sense, Charmander is probably the one you don't pick. Yeah. If I'm going for I want to just be powerful, probably Charmander. Yeah. Yeah. Mess up. Well, I mean, it's a cool choice. The cool. Yeah. It's just, the, again, it's the hardest one to keep alive. That tail goes out, he dies. So, like, that's mm. kind of a problem. Do I just light it back on fire? Can I revive him? I don't know. That's a good question. Things that have not been, you know, brought up. I'd probably go with Squirtle. He's got a shell. I don't have to keep. He's got sweet sunglasses. Yeah. He can he can wash my car and stuff. You know, like. But it also means you get a moment where you have War Turtle. What's I don't know what that means. That's the evolve form between him and Blastoise. Okay. Like purple. The middle round. Yeah. yeah. Middle. Middle evolution. Yeah. See, Dick. I think he's probably just like the worst of the three middles. <sighs> well, that that tracks for like my choices in life. Yeah, but I mean that's specific to the middles. And then when you get to the Blastoise, now you're into like, all right, well, now we cool. Yeah, we okay. vibing. He's all right. All and right, if you, and then if you get Mega Blastoise, you basically have a Gundam that's a turtle. I would love a Gundam because he just rail guns out of the shell. Perfect. I'll put a saddle on him. It'd be great. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to. You just oh, he'd put you on his shoulder. Perfect. Because he's not going to get on all fours. That's Venusaur. This is getting complicated. Charizard will fly around. Yeah, he's got wings. Okay. So that's kind of like, you know. All right. Let's talk about some Pokemon stuff. Um, there was uh we're gonna do our, our customary recap. And um I'm just gonna list the shit off. You can you can Go into detail if you so choose. Okay. My favorite way to do this podcast. <laughs> uh, there was a little a little talking about 2023 Pokemon Championships. Hey, cool. They're, uh, I feel like when they happen, we've talked about this before, when I like will randomly wake up on a, I say randomly wake up on a Sunday morning. I do wake up on Sunday mornings. Uh, wake up on a Sunday morning and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know, there's nothing really to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true anymore because uh, Premier League is starting back up and there's always F1 races. So, like, I got things yeah. to watch on Sunday morning. F- F1's on summer break right now. But. Yeah, but Premier League's starting up, so let's go. Woo, man, you. Um, but you're like, I'll log out of Twitch and be like, oh, I wonder who's, like, streaming or whatever. And there's, like, weird, like, Pokemon tournament champions is happening. I'm like, and it's got 40,000 viewers. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Must be, like, big in Europe, maybe? I don't know. Asia? I don't know. All right, now we're getting to the other forms of entertainment. Pokemon Path to the Peak, which is an animated series. First look. Do you care? Do you know what it's about? No. I believe Path to the Peak is the one about the trading card game. It is specifically an anime about playing the trading card game. That's like... The Gundam equivalent is Gundam Build Fighters, and it's about kids or people who build the Gundams and then put them into a virtual ring and fight. Yeah, this is is going to be potentially Yu-Gi-Oh! Of, like, playing with the cards, Mm -hmm. and then that's how it, like, all happens. I don't know if they're going to do, like, the, you know, you play a card and you actually see, like, an AR version of the Pokemon or anything, but... Yeah, it is about. I believe it is a, it, that is the one about playing the card game in an anime. 
and I'm kind of like, maybe I'll watch like the first episode or something, just kind of like see if like, yeah, what's this gonna do? What's it supposed to be out on? No idea. Absolutely no idea. They showed a trailer for Detective Pikachu Returns. They're back. And then uh, there was details for the Pokemon Go Fest 2023. Uh, Pokemon Go is adding the Paldea region in September. Most recent region. Most recent region. Uh, Pokemon Unite second anniversary event. So, hey, if you wanted to play more Pokemon Unite, do we? Like the only person I know that played it? Yeah. Lots of events. Pokemon Masters EX 4th Anniversary. That's a mobile game. Another mobile game. Yep. Mobile one that battling is different in it. Yeah. It's a good game. Eh, It's Pokemon. Yeah. People love that shit. Uh, (laughs) Eat it up. (laughs) Pokemon Cafe Remix event. I don't know what that one is. Pokemon Cafe is another mobile game. Jesus. Show the mobile games. There's even more coming. Okay. Pokemon TCG was added to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, which is like it's a Game Boy game. Apparently. Yeah. It's the old, you know, green screen. Like yeah. that old olive screen. Yeah. Yeah. And you played the trading card game mm. on that. Okay. Worse than if you had just bought a deck of cards. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had the original Game Boy, and we never got into the Pokemon. Played Zelda. What else did we play? There's something else. It doesn't matter. Um, Pokemon Stadium Two, which is a Nintendo 64 game, was also added to the Nintendo Switch Online. Pokemon Stadium, man, it's a brutal bitch. And apparently there's a game. Apparently there's a Pokemon sleep event as well. Yeah. You got to sleep. The app's out. It is out. Yeah. Oh, God. Put it next to your bed and go. That's what I want. Nintendo tracking my sleep so that I can get some Pokemon. Um, And then Pokemon Paul, uh, wins animated series. First look. So another animated series. Yep. This Follow, one looks story driven. Yeah. Following the new the new stuff. And I believe this is the first or beginning of the stuff without Ash. Um apparently Scarlet and Violet are getting Mew and Mew 2 events. Yep. And then uh Scarlet and Violet, the hidden treasure of Area Zero. Part one, the Teal Mask launches September thirteenth. Okay. So there you go. Players take a school trip to the land of Kitakami, where they join an outdoor study program held jointly between their academy and another school. Players look forward to meeting Pokemon not found in the Paldea region while unearthing the mysteries behind an old Kitakami folktale. In case you were curious... We shall see. So if you like Pokemon, you got Pokemon for your Pokemon with the Pokemon. And if you like THQ, boy, do I have a list for you. This is a good list. Number nine. Yeah. 
South Park Snow Day. THQ uh, had its giant. What do they have a name for? Do they have a fun name? I don't Annual think so. Digital Showcase. Not entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, South Park Snow Day. You are getting little, you know, construction paper style a little bit, I guess, kind of. Is that what it looks like? Uh, kind of like a, a rendered version of it, I guess. Okay, I didn't watch the trailer, uh, so. You know, 3D co-op adventure sees up to four players. That's oh, what I was going to say. I saw there was four-player co-op. Yep. Pretty dope. Uh, you know, the typical four. Enjoying their day away from school by battling through the snow-blanketed South Park streets on a quest to save the world. Uh, coming to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch sometime next year. I'm intrigued to see when we actually get like some gameplay, not just like cutscene shots. Yeah, not the pre-rendered stuff. Yeah. Gothic 1 is getting a remake. Developer Alchema Interactive's remake of Piranha Bytes cult classic 2001 action RPG Gothic. It's officially on its way. No word of a release date, but it's coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Outcast, a new beginning. It's a continuing with their slate of rejuvenated oldies. Outcast, a new beginning, the sequel to Appeal Studios' 1999 open-world sci-fi action adventure. Coming eventually to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Hmm. Space for sale. Little Big Workshop developer Mirage Game Studios Space for Sale is a hands-on management sim in which players attempt to flex their galactic property magnate muscles. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay. I'm going to give you more. Okay. The hands-on bit comes from the fact that you're right there, down on the ground, roaming exotic, procedurally generated planets in an attempt to find the perfect spot to satisfy your alien client's real estate demands. PC, and you can sign up for a beta now. Dope. 
So you're a space realtor for aliens. Ooh, drive a car around, building stuff. I'm interested. <laughs> Matt, rovers, space, sign me up. Exactly. Tempest, building like building shit. I don't know. <laughs> Tempest Rising. If you're a fan of Command and Conquer and other similarly styled real time strategy games of the '90s, well then, hey, you've probably heard of this. Coming from developer Slipgate, Ironworks, Tempest Rising is an alternate alternative 1997 where Earth has been ravaged by a nuclear war. Three playable factions, skirmish and multiplayer modes are all promised. And you can get involved on the playtest from today until Monday, August 28th. Titan Quest 2. Y'all remember Titan Quest 1? Old game. Titan Quest 2 revives Iron Lore Entertainment's acclaimed action RPG series for another bount of adventure in a mythical, mythological ancient Greece, as this time they attempt to stop Nemesis, the goddess of retribution. <laughs> Promising things like unimaginable challenges, exquisite loot, and unique Powerful character build. No release date, but uh, hey, PC. Trine 5. Holy shit, they're making a fifth one. Did people actually play these games? So you remember when like 2 and 3 were the Rays? Like, they were the big thing? Yeah, maybe. That's the last time I played them. Okay. When it, they, were the big, they were one of the big, like, yo, Steam sale? Like, circa 2011? Mm-hmm. Trine 2, if you want a puzzle game, man, oh, it's so good. And here we are, trying five. Trying five, a clockwork conspiracy. Developer Frozen Bites physics based co op platform series Trying returns later this year for a fifth installment, subtitled The Clockwork Conspiracy, featuring new skills for its returning trio of heroes. New puzzles and all the fun stuff out August 31st on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. So, hey, coming soon. Like two weeks. Or I guess two and a half weeks. Alone in the dark. THQ Nordic's reimagined version of Alone in the Dark, which is being handled by Swedish uh, developer Pieces Interactive with Soma and Amnesia, the Dark Descent writer Michael Hedberg at the helm, takes the basic premise of the 1992 survival horror classic in which private detective editor Edward Carnby, played by David Harbour, helps Emily Hartwood, played by Jodie Comer, uh, investigate her uncle's suicide at the gloomy Dercito Mansion and attempts to filter the original's blend of exploration, combat puzzles, and a story through more modern lens. Coming to Xbox, PlayStation, and PC on the 25th of October, when horror and spooky games should come out. Nice. Not in the middle of July. Yeah, that's weird. The Last Train Home. Trains, I'm in. Ashborn Games Last Train Home is an epic survival strategy game inspired by real historical events. You're going to be guiding a squad of Czechoslovak soldiers back home. But, you know, Siberia. There's a lot of treacherous shit out there. The Armored Train. Manage resources. 
and engage in real-time tactical battles to survive. PC later this year. Let's see what this looks like. Way of the Hunter, Tickamoon Plains. We talked about this earlier. I said it was out now. Mm-hmm. Because it's a DLC for Way of the Hunter. So you want to shoot lions? Go for it. Do it in this game. Recreation. Like I'm going to wreck your ass. <laughs> Jesus. Went hard right there. Ah. <laughs> oh, whew. Recreation. Spelled like you're going to wreck your car. Three Field Studios, the team of ex-Criterion devs responsible for the likes of Dangerous Golf and Dangerous Driving, revealed their open-world racer recreation last year. The emphasis here is on freedom and player-created content with players working together if they choose, able to whip up their own physics-defying courses on the fly for a quick bit of racing wherever they roam. Hopefully this year, but uh, for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles with a half shell. The Turtle la- power. There you go. The Last Ronin. Inspired by the comic book of the same name, unfolds in a battle-ravaged New York City. Where my tablet freaks out. A lone surviving t- turtle embarks on a seemingly endless, hopeless, sorry, not endless, hopeless mission-seeking justice for the family he lost. Seeing how I'm editing everything I'm like reading, I turn into fucking Shatner. Ah, I mean that's you kind of have to. On its way to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. So there's the turtle game that everybody's been waiting for for the last how many years now? A while. It's a dark one though. This one's dark, which you know, kind of into. <clears throat> Makes sense, you know, because the people who grew up with turtles are now our age, so. Yeah, or a little and bit older. At the same time, we also have Shredder's Revenge, which yep. is not dark, but is an amazing game. Yeah. All right. That's THQ. So it was, which brings us to Rumor Roundup. <laughs> We're so excited. I don't, I don't know if that's going to come through on the on the mic, but I hope it does. Uh, a new image and a video, actually, after after we wrote this and earlier, um, showcasing what is currently known as the PlayStation 5 Slim surfaced online, providing the first look at the yet-to-be-announced hardware revision. Looks gross. I'm mad confused on the whole PlayStation situation because I saw this. People were saying, oh, it's the new Slim. And then other people, I think Tom Henderson was one of them, saying, you know, this is, it's not, it's not called a Slim. It's just a revision. Yeah. And that there might be an actual Slim coming, and it's like, what are you doing? I, yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe eventually they'll tell us six months from now. Yeah. What their thought was then. Mm-hmm. And another what I think might be a bad idea. Uh, Microsoft is looking into an Xbox Series X digital. And there are also plans for other hardware in 2025. Better be the fucking stick that I've been talking about for the last three years. That's a good idea. I think an Xbox Series X digital is kind of a waste of time. But I so here's my thing. It's a waste of time if the conversation is not just let's just put a bigger hard drive in it and take the other part out. Yeah. 
if that's if they try to do any more than those two things, there's no point. I don't know why we why we keep doing this. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it though, because like you're not it won't really be that much cheaper. No. I mean the I, only I, the I, only reason to do it is is for game bass, essentially. Right. And again, I don't see the, the point. Yeah. Just make a streaming had, device. Yeah, just do that. Do the other device thing. Yep. I've only been telling you to do it for three years. Yes. And you've you've started advertising because of the fucking Samsung partnership you have mm. that I can play Starfield on my Samsung TV without a console. Yeah. I have seen the commercials. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Samsung TV. Mm-hmm. I guess you're going to have to buy one. Now I got Game Pass on PC. There you go. You know how many games I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing like come the beginning of September on PC on Game Pass? All like, the games. Like four. All of them. Sony has internally delayed a couple of first-party PlayStation 5 titles targeting a release during its first its current fiscal year. Uh, this information comes from a slide from Sony's latest financial results. No idea of which titles were delayed because they are unannounced. And so. It's also people speculated that that's why the showcase in the end of May sucked. Yeah. Because they just delayed everything and they didn't want to talk about it. They did the old little footnote thing where they had like, you know, their predicted financial results, uh, you know, coming up. And then there was like a little footnote being like, you know, due to games being delayed into the next blah, 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 our, yeah. our results are lower than are yeah, going to the, be lower than we expected. We're just going to try to sneak that in there. Yeah. Um, This one's kind of a big one that snuck in. Uh, Sony invited select PlayStation Plus premium subscribers to the PS5 cloud streaming testing phase. Early early reports revealed that 4K streaming is already supported. According to Tom Henderson, Project Kronos started development five years ago. It took a long time because the PS5's data storage solution made it necessary to develop a custom infrastructure. Uh, Sony handled that through its FTG, Future Technology Group, designing a new network storage server codenamed Cura. Um, the report says it can read up to five gigs per second of data with less than one millisecond of latency. Uh, Sony reportedly plans to fully launch the PS5 cloud streaming feature to the public within the fiscal year with a rollout of 28 data centers spread across 15 key metropolitan areas. Right now, PS5 cloud streaming only works on the console. We'll see. We will see. It's a. It sounds like a good idea, but you can have tech, but you have to also have your policies correct. So you need day one launches in this. Yes, I don't like any of this idea though. I giggle at the the at the um, PS5's data storage solution because yep. like it's really not any better than than the Xbox's like off the shelf yep solution, and you had to do all this back you know, backend work to make it work on for cloud streaming. Yeah. And I giggle with the one millisecond latency because it's like, okay, sure. Maybe internally. And then also 28 data centers out across 15 key metropolitan areas. So you're telling me this isn't like you have to literally live in one of the massive cities. Yeah. And then you're going to have to roll these data centers out instead of just using some already pre-existing 15 cities. Chicago, New York, Seattle, L.A., 
Miami. Miami, Dallas. Houston. Probably. Because I'll probably put two down there. Did you say Las Vegas? No, Vegas. Did you say D.C.? D.C., Salt Lake. That's assuming that they're going to focus really hard on the U.S. Yeah. And then Europe, obviously. Is yeah, and then throw the, throw the other six in Europe. Yeah. I don't know. The, eh. Yeah, that's a dicey one. Um, Take Two Interactive has possibly again hinted at a GTA 6 release no later than March 2025. Take Two moved around their expected revenue. Um, And that's what people have been gauging when they think GTA 6 will come out is all based on Take Two's expected revenue from their financial reports. So, yeah. As that shifts, people are assuming that's GTA 6. Yeah. And the GTA, we talked about it in a bit. Um, about Project 007. <laughs> IO Interactive. Da, 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 da. Jesus. <laughs> scared me a little bit. <laughs> um, IO Interactive senior technical executive producer Chris Vega said, 007 is under development and it's looking very cool. It's going to tell the story of the first Bond and how he becomes the secret agent that he is. But that's what we can comment on. Casino Royale. Yeah. Unless you're going to tell me the story before Casino Royale. I think this kind of makes me think they're telling... Yes. Yes. That It kind of makes me think they're telling the a lead different up, the origin lead, story. The lead, or the lead up to Casino Royale. Like you actually getting the title of 007, not the first time you are 007 almost. I think they're alluding to the fact that this is going to be how double o, the title of 007 Gets comes into existence in. and is not like... not It's not Bond yet. Yeah, you get it's the, not. You, oh, my God. You, oh, the, do they end the game? Cutscene rolls because the guy goes, oh, yep, 007. It's the whole 00 program is the whole introduction of the whole game. And then the end, they go, oh, he uses the name. And then they say, yep, you're just now, that from now on, 007 is James Bond. Same role. Yep. Something like that. And then you hear the... Anyway. Uh, hey, you want to talk about some questionable shit? Sure. Have you heard the story about... Not that kind of questionable shit. Okay. Number one, the size of Italy's games industry grew 50% in 2022. Uh, for some context, in 2022, there were over 2,400 games employees. I don't remember, but I do feel like we did a story about Italy paying companies to put offices there. So there's that a, does make sense. Yeah, that's been a big trend. Um, a lot of places. Yeah, everywhere is really. Uh, number two, Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard has been approved by New Zealand's Commerce Commission. According to Microsoft, the deal is approved in 41 countries. Baldur's Gate 3 reached uh, 814,666 peak concurrent players on Steam on Sunday. It's closing in on Hogwarts Legacy's 879,308 peak concurrent users. Don't think it's going to hit that. I think, I think I think the 814 is, is where it's going to peak. Also still very good. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I would say it's like way, way over expectations. Yeah, oh, 100%. This year's Evolution Championship Series, Evo. 
hosted 9,182 registered players, and it was some of the hypest shit I watched in a while. Yeah? I was watching the uh, Sunday Night Finals for Street Fighter. I was up to like mm-hmm. 1 a.m. Because I was just like, this shit is wild. Mm. The finals for Street Fighter, Street Fighter 6. Okay. So the new Street Fighter that I haven't really watched much of. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Uh, uh, I'm just like, I'm, in, I'm invested. I know nothing about mm. what is happening. I see a health bar and I see like cool moves. And then I hear the crowd react. And I go, oh, somebody did something cool. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just invested. And the two good dudes that were in the final, because it's winner bracket, loser bracket. So then when the loser the loser bracket finalist goes to fight the winner, he has to beat him twice. Oh, okay. Because when he gets up there, if he beats the guy in the winner bracket, that technically knocks him down. Now they're even. Uh-huh. And then he has to beat him again. Oh, that sucks. And both their best finishes in an Evo in any year were ninth. Hmm. And they were in the finals. That's They probably were fucking jazzed. Yeah, and like the amount of respect that's all around with all the fighters up there mm-hmm. and everything. It was yeah, just they it was all a very cool. It was a, the crowd was awesome. There are moments like in between matches where everybody's just pulling out phones, like doing the wave thing with like there's they're just wild, wild scenes. It's at that like it's probably I have to imagine the the fighting community is probably at that like ideal point to where like it's small enough to where it's really tight knit, but it's big enough now to where you're getting these like cool. They're they're taking the page out of the CS:GO book, yeah, where you have the Counter Strike crowds that are almost as if they were at a European soccer football match. Yep. Because they're going ape shit. But then it's that tight knitness that they all have of like really rooting for the team and being there and doing this whole thing. And then you get to that's the fighting community is taking that angle of it instead of like the, the league version mm-hmm. where they're like, no, 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 we're going to adopt these types of cultures, which is just, it's awesome. It's awesome to see it. My tablet locked itself. Number five. Sony released their financial results for the three months ending June 30th. Sales are up 33% to $20.6 billion, but net income is down 17% to only $1.51 billion. PlayStation is keeping Sony afloat while their movie business is burning cash. Have you seen the new Grand Theft Auto? Or, uh, oh, my God. Grand Turismo movie? Can we talk about that? We do? Yeah, at oh, some oh, point. Yep, cool. Uh, number six, Acid Wizard Studio. Great name. Uh, announced that it would go on. Acid Wizard is just like, he ponders orbs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Announced that it would go on a hiatus indefinitely, citing a destructive work environment as the reason. The Darkwood developer said it hasn't been able to create a work environment that would not be destructive to the team's personal lives. Okay, that's, that's a better weird. way to phrase it than what I thought was going to be the case. <laughs> We can't stop hiring sex offenders. Like, what? <laughs> uh, number seven. EA will close the servers of Crisis 3, Dante's Inferno, and Dead Space 2 by the end of the year. Welcome to 2023. There's a few other ones, but, you know. Those are be typical. Yeah. The Supreme Court has refused Epic Games' attempt to have Apple's App Store rules changed immediately. Number nine, Netflix has launched a game controller on the App Store for iOS devices, suggesting it plans for a cloud gaming service may be taking shape. The Netflix Games Controller app will let subscribers play games on their TV using a gamepad interface. You just have to make sure to pay Apple 30%. Um, speaking of that real quick. Oh, okay. I did want to bring up that I noticed uh, for the first time, and I don't know if it's because... So I got a, I got a new iPad, and I don't know if it's because I got a new iPad and I have like an... Uh, 
like a different version of Netflix now, or if they added this in at some point recently, but I opened my Netflix app Yep, and I get a, you get a row of games now. Oh, so it's like one of the, like once you're in your profile, it's like, Oh, here's games you might like. And then yeah, here's, it's, here's it's TV like, shows, here's trending. And exactly. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interessante. Uh, number 10, researchers have found China's game time limits ineffective in reducing excessive play. I didn't want to do a whole thing on this, but sure. I do want to comment on this real quick because, you know, initially you'd read that and you might be able to excuse it as being like, you know, maybe the research size was small or whatever. I, I read the article on it. Unity partnered with the researchers and they were, they used, I think, some ridiculous number. It was like something. It was billions, billions yeah. of hours of playtime. Well, let's put it this way. The one thing I wasn't going to question was the size and ability of China to monitor its people for its oh, own, yeah. for its <laughs> own research purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part that I'm also, again, not surprised by is that they found it ineffective. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And I don't think it was China. I don't know if China directly was involved. I think it was a third party situation that did the research. So they were involved. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a third party involved in China. Do you realize the like the ridiculousness of that statement? Yeah. Well, I mean, that it was China Unity. wasn't involved if a third party was involving themselves inside of China. It was Unity and then someone else, but right. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> Number eleven, author of the Metro series novels, Demirchi Glukoshovsky. Glukovsky. Yeah, I like that one better. Not with as much phlegm as I said the first time. Has been sentenced to an eight-year prison term for spreading misinformation about the Russian army. Is that the word ironic I want there? It's just kind of weird, right? I I guess. In the Metro series, which is a wasteland. You know, it's it's Russian government being butthurt that someone shit-talked them. Number 12, Quake 2 Remastered was announced and released at QuakeCon. Man, we didn't even talk about QuakeCon. We did not. That tells you everything you need to know about QuakeCon. Yeah. Number 13, NCSoft confirmed during its quarterly earnings that uh, called that the MMORPG Throne and Liberty will launch in Q4 2023 in South Korea, while the Western release has been delayed till 2024. The reason for the delay is to improve the combat system. Every time I see NCSoft, I want to think of Neversoft. Yeah. And then the the eyeball with the spike through it when they do the logo thing. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk. Number 14, Rockstar Games has announced that it has acquired CFX.re, the group behind some of GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2's most popular modding tools. They're the group that does the more popular roleplay servers, and there are also two other acronyms that should have been in here that I do not remember the name of. Um, five something five. Like, five is one of them, and there's another one too that are like the the I two think, communities of. Yeah, I think they're both. I think they both are a play on five. It's like yeah, LM five or RM five or something like that. Uh, number fifteen, EA Sports has announced EA Sports FC Mobile launching globally on September twenty sixth. Veteran voice actor Keith David will be replacing the late Lance Reddick as the voice of Commander Zavala in Destiny. Guardians. Number 17. Xbox has reduced its $1 Game Pass Ultimate trial from a month to 14 days. Uh, But guess what? You can still beat a lot of games in 14 days. That's all I'm saying. It's true. 
Number 18, critics have criticized the Gran Turismo movie for allegedly reframing a real-life incident in which a spectator died. While which also is... advertising their latest racing game. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. This one will probably pick up pace a little bit because the incident they're referring to happened at the Nuremberg Ring. Oh, and okay. I don't know if you saw the ru- the news lately, but this past week, two people died at the Nuremberg Ring for uh, two Goodyear tire testers in a, a Porsche. Um, they were in a 911. I think it was a 911, but it was a street street car. I don't think it was track prepped. Oh. And they crashed at the end of that really, really long straight. So, and, they, so they didn't put the chicane in the middle. They were just doing the full straight. Yeah, they was, on that straight, you can have a chicane like halfway down. Yeah. I think I think they were I don't know I think the circuit might they might like Goodyear might have reserved the circuit for tire testing. Makes sense. But basically they got to that first corner and they were probably going like a buck fifty, if not more, and well, something. I would say depending because you can a Bugatti can cross two hundred something on that straight. Yeah. The I Porsche mean, it's they a, were it's in, a Bugatti, obviously, but that straight is that long. Yeah, the Porsche they were in, I think, has a top speed of like 180-something. And um, they were wearing, the assumption is is they were wearing normal three-point harnesses because the car, obviously, they're going so fast. When the car crashed, it it, It started rolling. it, It rolled violently, and both people were ejected from the car. Yeah. Activision has announced officially Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, I didn't I didn't uh it was just a teaser, I think, right? Uh yeah, they're they'll do one of their bigger like normal events or whatever, but it uh I think they have confirmed that like story-wise the villain is Makarov and whatever. Okay. So I not many people play it for the story anymore, so I don't. Yeah. Even which is a shame because like the Modern Warfare stories are very good. Like mm-hmm. good gameplay, the story itself might not be great, but like in terms of a 4K story shooter, like yeah, can't really beat it. Yeah, uh, Rockstar announced that it's porting Red Dead Redemption to Switch and PS4. It'll cost fifty dollars. I don't understand this, and I'm actually upset. Yeah, not on PC either. Not on PC. They're not porting it. They're yep. hiring a company like they did with GTA. Yep, and it's the same company that did uh, the trilogy, right? I don't, I don't know if it's the exact same. Um, but they're going to switch. Okay, cool. That's not going to run. And also, you have the map in Red Dead too. Yeah, I don't understand this move at all. It's just a money grab, and I'm not participating. Switch and PS4. Yeah. So random. Yeah. So random. All right. Well, that's all I got. Anything else? You got anything? You got anything? Seven days? Anything fun? Any? Not really. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Making my way through Ted Lasso. It's a really good show. Um, that's about it. I'm getting to the end of my. I'm finally getting to the end of this book, uh, the, the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. Um, how's it end? <laughs> uh, where am I? I'm. I'm. Just going through, I we are, we are at the, um, we're coming to the culmination of Valkyrie, where they tried to assassinate Hitler. Yep. And um, I, I've had some rough going because we got into like the 
the rough part the 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 more sinister aspects of the of the nazi regime and things that they did to people so that was like a little rough yeah that stuff gets hard to read and then uh that's that's about it for me you got anything thrilling going on i can't no no simple answer really don't yeah just uh, another day in the the life uh, We're all in holding patterns in life. Yeah. I've been told they can't land, so just circle in the airport. Yep. Eventually I'll run out of fuel. I'll figure something <laughs> out. I was just going to say, <laughs> circle in the airport, running out of fuel. <laughs> just looking at that meter going, I'm going to have to land eventually. <laughs> this place coming down one way or another. <laughs> it's either coming down soft or quick. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's about it. Just... Going through the motions. Same. Uh, but all right, that's all I got. And I think we'll see you guys in 14 days. We're going to take next week off. Uh, I am busy. Someone's got like engagements to go to. This is the planned engagements. This is the only plans I've had all year, minus when we went to a baseball game. That's a good point. And the only other plans that at some point I'm going to have is I'm just going to take a week off and go live at the fair. Ooh. Because why not? I, yeah. I mean, that one time we went when it was like a, it was a random night. Yeah, we were, we were going out to see Dropkick. Yeah, it was, I was pretty dope because it was like pretty, pretty dead. And so it was nice. It's the, it's the key of going in the middle of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I think specifically that was either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was middle week. And it was picked up after, met each other after work, got out there. So we were at the fair at like six o'clock. Show wasn't until like eight. So it was like, all right, we got two hours, kind of like walk around, get some food and chill. Yeah. And then I go for some fair food and dinosaur park. And that's why I want to do it like in the week and just take a day off and go because then I can eat my way through the day mm-hmm. instead of get there at six and go, I want to try all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then feel really bad at 8 30. Yeah. <laughs> so. I might I might do that once or twice because I got I got to burn time anyway. Why not? So screw it. Yeah. All right, that's all I got then. Uh, until fourteen days from now, we will see you later. Toodaloo. Have fun. Bye bye. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.